Welcome to the Wilder versus Ortiz Media Conference Call. Your host for today is Ray Flores. Ray, you have the floor. Thank you very much, Operator. I want to thank the media for joining us wherever you are around the world. We are very excited for next Saturday, November 23rd at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, the highly anticipated rematch between boxing's longest reigning heavyweight champion, the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, as he puts his WBC championship on the line once again against the hard-hitting Luis Ortiz in the Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view event next Saturday, November 23rd from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Now, this is a rematch of their epic 2018 battle back in March of last year. It saw Ortiz nearly stomping a Wilder, but then Deontay showed his championship medal and went ahead and stomped Luis Ortiz in the 10th round. Uh, that 7th round, that 10th round is absolutely memorable. Now, the pay-per-view gets rolling at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 Pacific time. It features a heck of a pay-per-view lineup, including Leo Santa Cruz, who will seek a championship in a fourth division when he battles Miguel Flores for the WBA Super Featherweight Championship. That'll be the co-main event. Now, pay-per-view action also features undefeated rising star Brandon the Heartbreaker Figueroa as he'll make the first defense of his WBA Super Bantamweight Championship against former champion Julio Ceja. Tickets for the event, they are going quickly, and you can, it's promoted by Bomb Squad Promotions, TGB Promotions, Mayweather Promotions. They're on sale now. As I mentioned, they are really going at a very fast pace, and you can get them at www.mgmbrand.com or www.axs.com. Now let's talk about the challenger. His record, 31 wins, 26 of those by knockout against one defeat originally from Kamagay, Cuba, now living in Miami. He's actually been training in Las Vegas where the fight will be held next week. He has rattled off three straight victories since losing and coming up short in the only blemish of his career in his first match with Wilder back in 2018, most recently having picked up a unanimous decision over Christian Hammer back on March 2nd at Barclays Center. He is one of the most avoided fighters in the heavyweight division. Now, one thing about Luis Ortiz, he's also a very proud family man. His daughter, Liz Mercedes, actually has a painful skin condition, which results in painful skin, skin blistering, and Ortiz has worked quite a bit of job and done a wonderful job to raise awareness for EB. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you 31 wins, one loss, 26 by knockout, Luis King Kong Ortiz. Luis, open comments. Luis, que si tienes algo para decir con los locutores y los periodistas que están escuchando y, y listo para, para darte una entrevista. He says, uh, thank you very much for having him and thank you very much for everyone who's tuned in. And um, yeah, he's ready for November 23rd. Thank you very much, Herman. Greatly appreciated. Herman Casado, his trainer, is actually translating for Luis Ortiz. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to open it up for questions. If you have questions for Luis King Kong Ortiz, he's on the line right now ahead of his championship opportunity against Deontay Wilder next Saturday at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad.
Waiting for a caller to join the queue. Our first question comes from Dan Raphael. Dan, you have the floor. Hello, everybody. Uh, good to talk to you guys, Herman and Luis. Um, Herman, I'd like to ask you a question, and then I'll ask Lu or Luis also. I was wondering if you could think back to the seventh round of the first fight you had that, uh, that Luis had against Deontay, where you know, it was very like within a whisker of having the knockout victory. And while you're in the corner watching what's unfolding, I'd like it if you could explain to me or tell me what were you seeing uh, in that round that, that, that got Luis so close to the stoppage win? What was working for him, and what were you seeing? Um, well, I mean, it was a, a combination of a few things, but I think primarily it was just him getting settled in, um, you know, to the fight, um, you know, figuring out the, the style a little bit. He was boxing. He was just getting into his groove that he does. When he does that, he's very dangerous. And um, that's pretty much it. I mean, after that, once he made the, the connection and he heard him, then, you know, I thought like everyone else, you know, here's a new heavyweight champion. Our next question comes from Carlos Toro. You know, just want to ask a question to Herman. I mean, you're looking at this fight and the rematch and just what is, you know, just what's at stake. Do you kind of look at this, you know, maybe do you think this could be Luis's final chance to win a heavyweight title given his age and just how unpredictable this division can be? Do you, is this kind of, there kind of a feeling that, this is it. This is uh, now or never. Is that for Lewis or is that for me? I, um, I, I'm sorry. I thought this um, was my mistake. But uh, but yeah, uh, Luis, uh, do you believe that this is your final chance at uh, at winning a heavyweight title? Luis, que si tú piensas que es la última oportunidad que vas a tener para ganar el campeonato del mundo. Que si esta pelea tú piensas que va a ser la última oportunidad para poder ganar un título del mundo. It says no, absolutely not, and he's going to win the title. So there'll be no need for another opportunity. He will be the champion. Do you kind of look back to a tape of that first fight against Deontay, whether it be sort of trying to figure out what went wrong or do you, or just simply use that as motivation it's knowing how close you were to winning that title, do you still look at the tape of that first fight? Luis, que si tú miras la pelea de la primera pelea y que si ves algo que vas a poder hacer diferente de, de llegar tan cerca a ser campeón del mundo en esa primera pelea. No. No, um, other than just being in better shape, um, <clears throat> no, he doesn't necessarily see anything that could have been done differently uh, on his part, but maybe he thinks that some of the things that Wilder and the antics that Wilder does can be, you know, done differently this time around, which is the illegal, you know, blows that he throws with the inside of his fist, punching down from the, you know, top of the head down and, and you know, all kinds of craziness that he does, you know which makes it very difficult to, to get settled into any fight and, quite frankly, you know, should be illegal and borderline criminal. Lastly, I mean, does, does this training camp, in this training camp, does it feel easier to prepare for Wilder 
knowing that you've already seen what his power can do to you and what his, you know, the antics that he mentioned are? Does it feel easier to prepare for it this time around? Que si te parece un poquito más fácil prepararte para él esta vez sabiendo que ya lo confrontaste una vez, su estilo, su locura, etcétera. Because you absolutely never know with Wilder what he's going to do as far as uh, how he approaches his uh, his fight. But one thing for sure is that he's both mentally and physically, you know, at the utmost and prepared so he can bring whatever he's going to bring, no problem. Thank you, Luis, and best of luck on November 23rd. Muchas gracias, suerte. Thank you. Our next question will come from Dan Raphael. Your comments on that seventh round situation. I was wondering, though, if you could uh, tell me what you felt like as you watched uh, what was going on when he came so close to the knockout. What did you feel was working best for him, for Luis, at that moment? Well, I think the best thing that was that was going our way was him, you know, um, boxing, getting behind a good jab, just, you know, um, uh, beating him to the punch and and uh, and uh, not allowing Wilder, to, you know, to just get crazy with his antics and and come out, you know, swinging, wailing away. So I think just, you know, being uh, a little bit better on the on the technical side and on the basics, you know, just beating him with basics. But um, again, like Lewis just said, it's very difficult with him sometimes because he'll you know spin around and hit you with a back fist, you know. So it's like you never know what. So. Are you confident that in the rematch that that Luis can get in a position to be in that same situation where he has Deontay in big trouble like that, and this time we'll be able to finish him off? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there wouldn't be a reason for not only his managers, uh, Jay and, and Luis himself, really pushing as hard as they did for the rematch, and while they're obviously giving it, I'm very confident that Luis is going to be in that same spot um, or or different, but in the same scenario, and actually be able now to finish the job. You know, he's dedicated 12 weeks to to Las Vegas for a camp, and 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 has really you know given everything that he obviously couldn't the first time around. But uh, yeah, so so at the end of the day, you know, it's it's 1,000 percent he'll be there. He's a much superior boxer, fighter, thinker. And uh, and has the experience. Wilder has the experience over ten defenses, but Lewis has the experience over a history of fighting since he was ten years old. So that's going to make the fight all the difference when it comes down to all things being equal in condition. Well, he sure looked in great shape when we saw him at the gym. Uh, you know, the, the the week of the Canelo fight when you had your uh, open workout. Uh, I was wondering if you could ask Luis also to think back to round seven, and in his is from his point of view. How close did he think he was from the knockout, and what did he see as he was about to clobber him with the whole bunch of punches in that sequence? Fui en el número 7 de la primera pelea. ¿Qué tú estabas pensando cuando le diste con el primer gancho que lo lastimó y lo tenía ya noqueado y empezaste tú a tirar todos tus piñazos? ¿Qué era lo que tú pensabas en ese asalto y qué estaba pasando por la mente? But just, you know, as soon as he made the connection and he heard him and he saw him where he was, he knew he was going to finish him. 
and that the fight was over, basically. You know, he just uh, hasn't. Yeah, yeah, that he hasn't. He hasn't had it been in a situation like that where he hadn't gotten the knockout in a scenario like that, and it was coming. So it was just a matter of of, um, of putting some punches together and, and, and winning his fight. Which punch, uh, Herman, did he think, if you could ask Luis, which was the one shot that he felt like did the most damage and had him that close to the knockout? Que si te recuerdas, ¿cuál fue entre todos los golpes que le diste? ¿Cuál fue el golpe? Eh, si fue el swing, si fue la recta, si fue el upper, que le hizo el daño y que lo tenía así todo bailado. He's not really sure. He doesn't really remember. He says it was a flash, but he believes it was pro- probably it was probably the right hook that did the damage. But after that, he can't really remember like what was doing more damage or not. You know? Did he think the referee may have stepped in because Deontay was awfully wobbly and big trouble? I mean, basically about as difficult a condition as a boxer can be in, in my estimation, without actually being on the floor. Did he did he feel like the ref uh, could have or should have stopped the fight at that moment? Si tú piensas que el referee debería parar la pelea en el 7, ¿verdad? No, no, he's got no, no qualms with the referee. He says that Deontay's a, uh, at that time was a nine-time defending world champion and he should have been given the opportunity to defend himself and, and obviously, um, you know, fight. And that's what he felt like the referee probably did the right thing. And does he, one more question for him. Does he feel like in the rematch that he can replicate that seventh round, put him in that position again, and this time finish him? And how so? Que si tú piensas que en esta pelea vas a poder tenerlo en esa misma situación, replicarla, tenerlo todo noqueado y ya terminar la pelea esta vez. He says, of course. Okay, man, a few words. Herman and Alou, yes. thank you very much for your time. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Dan. Our next question will be from Jake Donovan. Jake, you have the floor. Hey, Herman, what's going on, handsome? Jake, how are you, buddy? All right, I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to ask you first before I ask Luis this. Um, just your decision to set up headquarters in Las Vegas as opposed to uh, training out of your uh, your facility in Miami. Um, well, it was really a a team decision. We, we, we were mulling it over for some time before we found out 100% that the fight was on. Uh, different places, not just Las Vegas. We considered California and a few other places. And then it was really for the distraction back home. Uh, Lewis is, you know, I don't want to say he's all over the place. He's not, but he's definitely a family man. And he's, and he's you know, here and there. And he's, you know, uh, the kids' events and, and, and school events and plays and whatever it takes. He's there, and at the end of the day, that's not gonna that's not gonna really jive and, and mix well with winning a championship and, and absolutely being at his very best. So it was right. an easy decision. It was just a matter of where we were coming. Gotcha. When we were coming. Got it. All right. And then for Luis, I just wanted to ask him. Um, as Dan mentioned, too, you know he's in phenomenal shape already for this for this fight, and it's still two weeks away. Um, was it a concentrated decision to be in superior shape from the first fight, and um, does he anticipate being around the same weight, just the shift in like muscle mass, or does he believe he'll be lighter for the rematch? Luis, en esta pelea obviamente ya te ves supremamente mejor y diferente en tremenda condición que en la primera. Que si la decisión tuya fue bajar mucho de peso o nada más cambiar 
el peso para músculo y, y menos grasa, pero pesar más o menos lo mismo, que fue la decisión. Yeah, he says, yeah, absolutely. It's it's never been about weight loss. Uh, it's always fought around the same weight, but definitely leaning out, you know, fat and transferring into muscle. So it was a, you know, a conscious decision with everybody, and it's been, you know, uh, a very product, pro productive 10, 11 weeks here so far. 10, 11 weeks. All right, very cool. I'll jump off and let everyone else have a shot. Thank you, Jake. All right, you got it. Our next question will come from Cameron Buford. Cameron, you have the floor. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking time to answer these questions for all of us. Mr. Ortiz, pleasure. I'd like to know how, having, how does Larry Wade help you guys in this particular fight here? Luis, que como te ha ayudado Larry en esta pelea, Wade, Coach Wade, eh, hasta ahora, hasta hoy en día? says the coach brought a professionalism to the camp that fit right in with what we already do as far as, you know, times and schedules and professionalism. And, and he had uh, a new, a new look on some of the old uh, stuff that's, you know, uh, uh, being done with fighters. Um, so it was a nice change. And, and obviously sometimes it can be the same thing, but just approach differently and the body will react better. And that's what it was. And he's definitely very happy with, uh, with coach Wade. Okay, with that being said, what's been the most unique training method that's been implemented in this particular training camp? Luis, ¿qué ha sido lo más único que han hecho en este campamento con Coach Wade? Sí, ¿qué ha sido lo más diferente, sabes? There's been a few things. Obviously, uh, like you said, he's brought some things. But if he had to pick one thing, um, it's been the uh, the pool work. Okay, okay. And la and lastly, I'd like to ask you. You just mentioned that him being away from Miami, being away from his family. I'd like to touch on that or expand on that. How will being away from his family impact the training and preparation for this fight? Eh, que si tú crees que que estando fuera de Miami y fuera obviamente de tu familia eh, te ha ayudado y se ha sido algo beneficiado que eh, de beneficio a este campamento one thousand percent in the in the discipline and sacrifice for the fight one thousand percent and you know he misses his family so it's more fuel on a daily basis um, to, you know, to be, you know, heavyweight champion. Thank you guys for your time and good luck next week. Thank you, Cam. Our next question will be from Cassandra. Cassandra, your mic is open. Hi, Cassandra Cousineau with LVSportsBiz.com. My question is for Luis. Uh, is this fight more of a personal mission for you to beat Deontay or is it more so simply the avenging the loss? Is that more of a, a greater motivator for you for this fight? Que si esta pelea es personal contra Deontay o si esta pelea es simplemente para ganar tu, tu meta que has tenido en tu mente y es este campeón. ¿no? He has absolutely nothing personal towards Deontay. 
uh, respects him as a as a man, father, human being, and 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 that's nothing to do with nothing. It's it's all about being a world champion, uh, uh, you know, coronating himself that that night on the 23rd, achieving his goal. He says uh, of since he was 10 years old. So no, nothing personal. Thank you. Good luck, you guys. You too, Cassandra. Our next question will be from George Perez. George, you have the floor. Okay, thank you. Eh, Saludos, Jorge Perez desde Puerto Rico. Eh, eh, Saludos, Luis Germán. Eh, solamente eh, preguntarle a Luis, y realmente yo no lo escucho desde de aquí, no sé si es la línea mía, eh, preguntarle a él si, si la victoria de Andrés Ruiz, convirtiéndose en el segundo hispano en ganar un título pesado, pues le sirve de inspiración o de motivación especial para esta pelea. Que sí, la pelea. Herman, real quick, can you translate the question in English, please, for those the the writers that are. Uh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll no, I, I can I can I can I can ask in English. That's okay. I was asking if uh, Andre Ruiz uh, win recent win, um, becoming the second Hispanic heavyweight champion in the world, uh, serves as a special inspiration or motivation for him uh, for this fight. Si la ganada de Ruiz te sirve como motivación siendo él el segundo hispánico para ganar un título mundial del mundo. Sí. Jorge, Jorge, que sí, sí, sí lo motivó, obviamente, eh, orgulloso. Eh, entre otros latinos ganarle el título ese fue su destino esa noche y, y a nadie okay. se le puede quitar el destino eh, y, y, y definitivamente bien contento he was very happy that Ruiz won the fight it was his destiny that night to do so and no one was taking that from him and he's very proud of, of him and, and obviously any Latin fighter that, that has any kind of prosperity in the sport for sure okay, okay. One, one last question uh, do, do, does he think Andy will beat Joshua again? And does he foresee maybe a, a title unification between two Latin heavyweight champions? Le preguntaba que si él cree que Andy Ruiz puede vencer otra vez a Joshua y si es, le gustaría la posibilidad de una unificación entre dos campeones hispanos One hundred percent, he would be ecstatic to have uh, a unification bout. Uh, period, and even even more ecstatic if it were between two Latin fighters. Um, as far as Ruiz winning or not, he's not one hundred percent sure on which way it goes. But he does want him to win, and would like to see him come out the victor once again. All right. Thank you very much to Luis Ortiz, Herman Cacedo. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We look forward 
to seeing you next week during Fight Week in Las Vegas. Luis Ortiz challenging Deontay Wilder for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World next Saturday, November 23rd, live on Fox Sports Pay-Per-View. A big night of action. And now we get set for the champion as we go ahead and look at a man who has a record of 41 wins, no losses, one draw, 40 wins coming by way of knockout. Actually earned his Bronze Bomber nickname when he won a bronze medal for the United States at the 2008 Olympic Games. He is boxing's longest reigning heavyweight world champion, having held his championship right. since January of 2015. He will be making the 10th defense of his championship. Now, if he's successful next Saturday, November 23rd, he will join the likes of Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, Tommy Burns, the Pitchfield Brothers, as only those who can successful not. title defenses. He's a rising star out of the ring. Well, he was ranked 34 on ESPN's World Fame 100 list, the top spot for any boxer, and he's an active champion. He's a fighting champion. This will be the third title defense in his last 11 months. Ladies and gentlemen, with a knockout percentage of 95%, please welcome the Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder. Deontay, you have opening thoughts? What's going on, guys? Uh, what can I say? November the 23rd is going to be amazing, amazing, amazing time for boxing and boxing fans. You know, with me and Luis Ortiz, you know, the first fight is self-explanatory. It, 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 it was an amazing fight. You know, it was a thrilling fight, a fight that kept everyone on the edge of their seats. From the first round through the from the first round through the tenth round, you know, no one knew what was going to happen until it happened. And uh, here we are again, the same effect, you know, the same momentum, the same game plan coming in for us. I'm sure the same for him. He want to be the first Cuban uh, heavyweight champion of the world, and I want to steer. Re- 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 I still want my, want to keep my title. And this is what it's all about. The heavyweight division, the big boys, where, where it's the heavy hitters. With one hit to end everything, no matter how hard a person has worked, no matter how many weeks, how many months, one fight, one night, one blow to end it all. And we already know I'm the hardest hitter punching probably boxing history, period. I'm coming to keep my title. November 23rd, it's going to be a great moment, and I can't wait. All right, now we will open it up to the media for questions. And one thing I can tell you, when Deontay Wilder fights, it is must-see television. You have to be in the arena. It is something that you cannot miss. Any moment a fight can end when Deontay Wilder is inside the ring, and we cannot wait for November 23rd. We will now open it up to the media if you have questions for the reigning and defending WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, if you have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Our first question will come from Steven. Steve, you have the floor. 
the line and just a couple quick questions and just you know a lot of people wonder you don't see in combat sports MMA or boxing that the fighter who wins by knockout grants the rematch what was your mind process of wanting to grant Luis Ortiz a rematch well my ultimate my ultimate thing of, of granting Ortiz was the, re, uh, the rematch. Well, I won't say the ultimate. It's several reasons. One, you know, he's one of the best in the world. No one is still giving Ortiz the opportunity. Even after me defeating him the first time, you know, most time when 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 you do, especially when you knock him out, other guys are willing to fight him. They see weaknesses. They see kinks in his armor. But in Ortiz's situation, in his case, none of these guys still, they didn't want to fight him then, and they don't want to fight him now. So I wanted to give him an opportunity again to, to, to prove all doubts, even in our first fight, that we had all doubts. And secondly, you know, Ortiz has a family. I grew up a great bond with Ortiz the first time, you know, with, the, with, with, with his child, and my child is uh, born with a, a disorder as well. So I know personally how hard it is and how much it takes to take care of a child with, with, with a disorder. You know, it, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of care. And I grew a great bond with him. So I've seen a, a lot of the top guys in the heavyweight, they want to bless him. You know, he, he need money to support that, and I wanted to bless him again, you know, uh, not only for him being a great warrior, one of the best in the world, but also for his family. I wanted to bless his family and put him on pay-per-view. So if this is the last fight, because this might be his last hurrah, you know, at 40 years old, coming in, we all know when you fight Deontay Wilder, I take something from you. I take years from your life. And now this man going in here again to get some more. He already got some of that sweet potato pie the first time. I guess he's coming back for second. And I'm ready to fill his mouth up with it. So with that being said, you got November twenty third, baby, and Vegas coming. You know, you you've seen what happened in June with Anthony Joshua when he lost to Andy Ruiz. What have you taken from that fight to make sure you don't avoid those same pitfalls next Saturday? Uh, could you repeat that one more time, please? Absolutely. You look at what happened with Anthony Joshua in June against Andy Ruiz. How do you, what have you done in your camp to make sure you don't avoid those same pitfalls next Saturday? Well, you know, me and, me and, me and Anthony Joshua, you know, we, we, we have a different mindset. You know, my mindset is very strong. It's way stronger than him. You know, I spoke about this before. And uh, Joshua, I don't think, you know, he, he, he called it up on himself. He knew he was going to lose one day, one day. He even spoke it. He spoke it into the universe. And even when it was time for it to happen, look, he gave his belts over to Ruiz. He, li he literally trans trans transported his belts to this man. His energy gave his belts to this man. It was in day, you know, you can see it. For me, my mindset is different. I'm a totally different king. I'm a totally different beast. You know, I'm the best in the world, and, and I prove it each and every time I go in the ring. You know, I'm not worrying about going in there and, and, and making any mistakes and stuff. You know, or, or and if I do make any mistake in the ring, rest assured I will I will correct it as the fight goes on. But I'm not looking. I'm not. I, I don't see this fight 
I don't see I, – I see this fight going one way, and that's Deontay Wilder knocking out Lewis Ortiz, point blank and, and, and period. You know, he knows it. I knows it. I went in the, when we went in the ring the first time, he gave he hit me with everything in the kitchen sink. Shots that he know that he usually hit opponents with, that they go down. But I'm a different beast. And with that being said, I got a lot of things that I got to do. I'm, 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 I'm fighting for one champion, one face, one name, and that's the unification. And nothing is going to get in my way of that. Nobody. And lastly, I wanted to ask you this, just because he brought your name up when he was doing when he was in WWE recently, Tyson Fury. I just wanted to get your quick thoughts, Deontay. I don't if you did you watch anything with Tyson in WWE, and if you did, what did you think of Tyson's performance? Um, I didn't. I didn't even get the chance to see it. I wish I. I wish I actually got a chance to see it. You know, um, I would have loved to seen it and see how he transformed. You know, um, from boxing into the WWE. You know what I mean? Although WWE is more entertaining, you know, entertainment as far as acting things out and boxing is more seriously. We risk our lives for sure. But uh, it would have been refreshing just to see, you know, how he does. You know, I'm, you know, with me, I don't have, I don't, I don't hold grudges. I don't have no ill will towards no fighter, no fighter at all, because I am a fighter myself and I understand what we go through as fighters. You know, and if if any fighters have the opportunity to 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 do other great things outside of the boxing ring, I'm all for it. You know, because most of us, most fighters, you know, they've been doing it for so many years, especially the ones at, at, you know that they've been doing it since they was kids. They feel like this is all they got. This is all they know how to do. <laughs> and if this is all you know how to do is fight and and let somebody dictate your career then I feel sorry for you. The ones that know how to get out and go get another income or another resource, man, I congratulate you. And, you know, and that's how I feel with that. I, I didn't get to see it, but uh, hopefully I get to see a rerun or something and, and see how he did. Thank you, Deontay. Best of luck next weekend. Thank you so much. Our next question will be from Dan Raphael from ESPN. Dan, you have the floor. Thank you very much. Hello, Deontay. What's going on, Dan? Hey, I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, you know, when uh, they introduced you on the call, uh, I think it was Ray Flores that mentioned that this will be your 10th title defense, and I was thinking there are not a lot of heavyweights that make 10 title defenses. He mentioned a few of them, guys like Larry Holmes, Klitschko, you know, not even Mike Tyson got to that point. But I wondered, does that, does that nice round number mean anything to you? I mean, just to get to, to, to be successful on this fight and, and get to 10 title defenses in the heavyweight division? not easy to do. I mean, it's, it's definitely not easy to do. You know, it's a, it's a great accomplishment uh, for myself and, and, and for my career. It, you know, uh, it's definitely going to carry me as I rack up these numbers. But to be honest, at the end of the day, it's it just what it is. It's a number, you know, for me. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great honor to be able to say this is my 10th title defense that I'm about to to have. You know, when many <laughs> thought I wasn't going to never be the heavyweight champion of the world, period. And here I am, 10. <laughs> 10. 10 title defense out of 4-1 fighters, 40, 40 have been knocked out. You know, it's, 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 a, it's amazing to be at this point in time. And, you know, at this point in time, it just, right now, all I could do at this point in time for my career is just rack up, rack up numbers. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I've always fought for legend, legacy. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm still fighting to this day for that. You know, and uh, I, I just want to be the best in the world, Dan. I want to be the, the best that ever done it. When people think about boxing, I want them to say Deontay Wilder. And I'm doing everything in my power. I've done everything in my power, you know, to try to bring that. I'm still doing it right now to be the best. And, you know, if numbers is what makes you, you know, stand out, if people look at numbers and see that what makes you stand out, then so be. But not only do I want the numbers to stand out for me, I want my actions to speak as well, too, because, you know, actions speak louder than words any day. And that's what it means to me. All right. And now you mentioned earlier uh, about that seventh round where, you know, he basically, as you said, threw everything in the kitchen sink at you and you were able to survive uh, by far the most uh, difficult moment of your career, at least in my estimation. I wonder how did you survive that seventh round and what did it teach you about yourself that when you're in that kind of crisis? I mean, the seventh round, the seventh round was amazing time for me. It, it allowed me to see what I'm really made of it, it allowed the world to to see what type of champion a true champion that they that they have in america and he's been here you know um with that seven round being under the conditions that i was under i was very proud of myself to be able to handle those situations to be able to go in the into the fire like that for one just taking the fight going into the fire fire like that with a flu you know proper protocol is to cancel that and, and wait to a later date <clears throat> until you're healthy. But, you know, being me, I'm hard-headed. You know, I always do things that <laughs> many boxers don't do. And I think that's just – and I think that's that deal with me wanting my legacy different from the rest. I don't want the same, oh, you know, he got nice skills. and this. I want to be different. Oh, he talked like this. He talk, I want to be different. Yeah, that's why I you? do the thing I do. Okay, do you, do you feel you had knocked him down in the fifth round and seemed to be in control of the fight? Do you feel like in the seventh round when he was able to break through the way he did, did you maybe get a little bit lackadaisical thinking, you know, I had him down, I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing him down, I'm going to take him out, and then he surprised you? Or, or, or how did you view what happened in the seventh round? What was the, how, did it, how did it happen to you? Um, no, 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 I, I never go in there and, and, and lose any uh, – I'm always encouraged. I didn't get discouraged because I knocked him down and he came back. And, I mean, you want to be honest, you know, in the fifth round, the bell saved him in the fifth round, if you want to be honest about that. I would, saved, you know, I would love to. you in the seventh round, though, didn't it? Well, you know, not, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because, I, I mean, he still had 40 seconds. How many seconds did I have in the fifth round to finish him off? He had 40 seconds. And he couldn't do it. He threw everything. Right. Everything and and me being sick. <laughs> I keep telling you I had the flu. And if anybody know anything about the flu, it makes you weak mentally, physically, emotionally. And he couldn't get me out. He threw everything. What you do know, you remember so, about that, though? When he was thrown, do you remember a specific punch or anything that was going through your mind as he's, you know, has you up against the corner post? Like, what do you remember about those, like you said, about 40 seconds, maybe a minute or so of the round? Yeah, I remember. I remember getting buzzed. Um, um, when I threw, the, how it first happened, we both we threw we threw a punch together, um, but he landed he landed before me, and that what that what buzzed me the first time. But I was I was I like a slight buzz the first time, and then I tried to bluff it, but I yeah. didn't bluff it. When I, when I bluffed it, I wasn't I wasn't 
I wasn't a, I wasn't separating myself from him. I didn't have enough distance apart from each other. So I tried to, I threw, I, I was pawing my jab just to let him know I'm still here. I'm active um, to bluff that I'm a slight buzz from that, from that impact that happened. He caught on to it being that he was, uh, you know, a spirit fighter and stuff. He read body language. He caught on that I was, I was buzzed. And that's when he came again with the right hand. And every, then that's when it became a severe. I was never hurt. I was never hurt. You know, I think people use hurt too much. They, 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 they throw that around too much, you know, because they don't understand the difference between buzz and hurt, you know, and I tell you, I advise anybody, if you're in boxing and you want to talk about boxing, experience some of the things that we go through, go in the ring, get hit and see what okay. it feels like to get buzz or maybe even get knocked out. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but I understood I understood everything what was going on with me, you know. Uh, I was coaching myself um, um, internally, you know. I was my inner voice was telling myself to keep going. Make sure the referee sees you. Make sure you just keep hitting them. All you know. I didn't want to make any punch effective because I didn't want to waste any you know unnecessary energy because I wanted to be able to get this buzz. I want to recover. So I didn't want to use that much energy. So I, you know, I hit him anywhere I could, no matter where it was. So the referee could understand that I'm very active. I'm aware and I can still fight. And, uh, I don't think I got enough credit then for that. You know what I mean? Especially with the comment commentaries, you know, that were commentating the fight. They didn't understand what I was doing, how I was closing in perimeter on him. I was, I was, uh, you know, I didn't give him enough space where he can re release off, enough punches. I stayed close to him in the pit pack. I didn't get no credit for the intellect that I had in the ring coming around in the seventh round, you know? So, you know, everything I knew what I was doing and when the bell rung, as you can see, I knew exactly where I was. I went right back to my corner and I still was talking shit going back there too. All right. Very good. Deontay, thank you so much for that. Great description. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. My man. Thank you. Next question will be from Bernard Fernandez with the SweetScience.com. Yeah, uh, Deontay, um, for, for you know, for most of the the time leading up to this fight, and even with the last fight, um, there's been a lot of um, uh, talk about family. You know, you appreciate he him being a family man, getting you being a family man, other stuff. I found it a little uh, interesting that when he was on earlier. He was talking about describe some of your tactics um, as borderline criminal. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say that about you before, but I mean, what, what are your what is your response to him saying that, that that some of what you do is is you know possibly illegal, you know, uh, or you know beyond the rules. What do you mean? What I do is what I do is illegal. I mean, well, I, he he described some of the tactics he uh, as borderline criminal. I mean, have well, you ever uh, heard that before? And, and where where does it come I, I, from? It does it cause you to look I, at him never, any differently. You know, I never heard of that. So I'm gonna be. I, I never heard of that. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a think he's being sarcastic. And the only thing that's criminal is me hitting people with the right hand and almost killing them. That's the only thing I can go with. <laughs> because I don't I, understand then that I, I don't I, understand what, what I, would I, you, I, you basically you know, you know 
what you see is what you get, you know, and, and, and you know, um, I, I've never heard anybody try to, 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 to use that sort of uh, description on anything that you do in a ring. Right, most definitely. You know, um, that's the only thing I can come up with because uh, as far as in the ring, I don't know what can be criminalized, you know, as far as in the ring unless he, unless I'm showing action of me trying to trying to actually kill a man. That's the only thing that I can see, you know what I mean? Other than that, that would be something that uh, that someone has to ask him to uh, reiterate on himself about, you know, clarifying what he meant by that. I would love to know myself, to be honest. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Because uh, I want to add another thing, because if it's something to tear me down or something like that, then, you know, that'll make me even more... I, I will feel some type of way towards Ortiz even more than I, you know, I'll feel a negative type of vibe towards him if he would ever try to, you know, uh, try to tear me down or something. After I blessed him twice, you know, I, I would love to know what he meant by that. You know what I mean? That could be, that could be a definitely an it factor for, for, you know, raising my blood. You know, he talking about taking blood pressure medicine. That'll ra definitely raise my blood and make me want to even more hurt him more than what I want to do now. So um, he need to clarify that for me, you know, before I take it in the wrong way. And we know it. when I get mad, <laughs> it's over with. It's over with. So right now I'm mutual with him. I'm very respectful. You know, he should thank God for me. I'm blessing him a second time, a second time, a second time, ladies and gentlemen, when I didn't have to. So I need that clarified. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to take this the wrong way, and I'm going to really want to beat his ass. Our last question will come from Carlos Toro with Fight Sports. Thanks, Deontay, and, and thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Obviously, you know, early in the call, you mentioned, you know, leaving no doubt uh, when it comes to this rematch against Luis Ortiz. When, when you say that, do you believe that, you know, is getting a win enough to silence any doubters, or does it have to come from another knockout? No, I mean, a win is a win, whether it's ugly, pretty, or in between. A win is a win. But, you know, my fashion, I, done nev I never want to leave the ring without a man being knocked out. Either you knock me out or I knock you out. And that's the rules, that's the rules I play in this, in, this, in, this, in this boxing industry. I don't play around with no one. I don't act like I play around with you. And everything I say, I mean. I make it loud and clear. I make what I say known. You know, and I said, like I said, I said loud and clear, so there's mo no, no miscommunication between my language of words that I choose to use. I'm a knockout artist. That's what I come to do, to knock you out. That's plain and simple. I'm a, uh, you know, there's it, 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 no other barriers or words to, to explain that. You know what I mean? That's just easy. I come to knock you out, point blank, period. I don't care. Who you is, where you from, or what you got going on at that time in your life. You signed the contract, you stepped in the ring with me, now your ass is grass. You know, after the first fight, obviously a lot of people were very excited when the first fight between the two, between the two of you were, was incredible. At the time when you beat Luis the first time, did you think that there was a time where you two might have to run it all the way back again, or did you not? Or did you think that that part of your career was over against Luis Ortiz? Oh, not at all. You know, after that fight, 
I felt like I wanted to run it back. It was such a great fight, you know what I mean? I, I definitely wanted to run that one back with him. That was a moment in time where I felt like that was a part of me proving myself as a heavyweight champion, you know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, take my fights and my opponents, you know, whatever whatever you, you know, whatever opponent may be uh, uh, satisfying for your taste of acknowledging me as the, the 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 real king, the real champion of the division. You know, everybody got their own different uh, opponents that they look and say, okay, I believe him. He's the real deal. And I think with Ortiz, it opened up a lot of people's eyes. You know, I don't think I know. I know for facts it opened up a lot of people's eyes, and it 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 it, it, it and um it allowed a lot of a lot of the haters or the doubters. I would say. It made it silence the doubters, and um, it made them a big fan of mine. And, and and now it's an uproar about Deontay Wilder. You know, not only because of the Ortiz fight one, but after my actions of what I've done after that, and here we are again running running back around with Ortiz too. You know, I always wanted to fight him again because I feel like it would be, you know, good for boxing. It would be great for for pay per view because of what we did the first time. And, you know, I always say speak and believe receiving, and here we are now. Lastly, I'm kind of picking, backing off of the question at the start of your portion of the call. You know, you said, of, you know, you, you kind of, you know, give credit to Tyson Fury for taking advantage and going to WWE, doing something outside of boxing. If given the chance, whatever point in time, whether it be during your career or after your boxing career is done, if you're giving an opportunity to go to WWE, kind of do the same thing that Tyson Fury did for the past month, would you take it? I mean, WWE was, you know, was a thing that we years ago talked about as far as promotion, you know, and different things. And that's the reason why he's doing it for promotion. He's trying to get his name bigger in America, which, you know, that's a good route to take because, you know, uh, WWE has, you know, millions upon millions of followers, you know, that, that looks at it. And, you know, so that was a good approach to him trying to build his name, especially after he's coming from Vegas, you know, selling a 20,000 uh, 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 seat uh um, a twenty thousand seat um, facility, and he only selling thirty five hundred the first time and fifteen the second time. You know, and the only reason he sold thirty five the first time because he was coming off a fight with me and people trying to understand him. The second time they understood that he was he was full of bullshit, and um, you know, and his numbers just went down. So now they're trying to put him. They're trying to find some type of way to market him even more for this the rematch of the fight, and you know. And we're going to tell the difference. When I fight in Vegas, you're going to see the difference of what I do and what he did, and we'll know for sure who sold the pay-per-view. And I, I guarantee you right now, it's going to be me. So, But if the opportunity came by at this point in time, you know, who knows? I mean, it all depends on what I got going on at the moment in time or when the opportunity presents itself, what, you know, what the schedule is looking like. You know, my stardom has grown tremendously. You know, uh, I'm everywhere. I got yeah, I got multiples of countries want to host me to to their to their country. You know, I'm popping right now. I can say I'm popping, and um, you know, life is great. You know, and I just want to continue to add to that. And um, but who knows, man? I can't say no and I can't say yes. You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep that bridge open. 
You never want to burn bridges because you just never know when you may need to cross them again. So that bridge is still open. Thanks, Deontay. Best of luck on November 23rd. My man, thank you so much. All right, Deontay, we know you're very busy and continuing to prepare yourself for your big matchup next Saturday, November 23rd, against Luis Ortiz on Fox Sports Pay-Per-View. Do you have any final comments, Deontay, before we get to Las Vegas next week ahead of your championship defense? Oh, man, I just want to tell all the fans of boxing and fans, you know, uh, uh, that's 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 gonna tune in to boxing. I just want to say thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your time, you know, and your willingness to understand this sport. It's a brutal sport, you know. And I and I always say it all the time, you know, this is not a gentleman's sport for me. It may be for others, you know, but for me, we're not asking each other to hit each other in the head. You know, we're doing it on wheel because we're getting paid to do so. We have a job that we have to do. Might as well call us hit men because that is what we do. We got a contract to beat somebody up, and we sign it, and we, we're going to get it. We got a name on the paper, and it's a price on his head, and God damn it, I'm going to do my job well like I always do. So I appreciate you guys so much. You know, this last fight with Ortiz, it was an amazing fight. It was an exciting fight. You didn't know who was going to win. And this is the fight that you want to be looking at. This is the fight that you want to tune into and pay your money. If you can't be there, click that button, pay-per-view on Fox. You want to see a fight where you don't know what's going to happen, but you know on that point in time something's going to happen? Wilder Ortiz is the fight to see. I can't wait to perform for you guys as I always do. I can't wait to see you guys witness that you have a bad man in Deontay Wilder in America, and we ain't going nowhere. Up, on and upward from here and on out. Again, thank you guys for your love. Thank you guys for your time. And thank you for your money. I love you. God bless. And I can't wait. Thank you very much to the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder. He's undefeated, puts his title on the line. Next Saturday, November 23rd, from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, it is Fox Sports pay-per-view, all presented by Premier Boxing Champions. Tickets for the event, they are still available, www.mgmgrand.com or axs.com. They are going quickly, all promoted by Bomb Squad Promotions, TGB Promotions, and Mayweather Promotions. Thank you all to the media for calling in and listening, and we will see you next week during a historic fight week in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining. You may now disconnect. Correct. Yo. Hello?